Hello, America. Dave Hodges, your host of the Common Sense Show. We are the show that's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. Really good to be with you. And we ask you, you know, to help us. Let's go beyond that one enslaved mind to one million. Please share far and wide. We have a short amount of time to bring enough bodies into the fray where we're saying we're not going to comply. And there's so many of us, it paralyzes the global dictatorship, which really has taken over this country. So please do that. Hey, we are brought to you by a tremendous product here. Um, and let me just show you here. I'm going to go to it. We're, we're really glad to bring you this because people think that they can survive for a long time out in the wild, and they can't. The average person believes they can survive up to about two years. Let me show you what we're talking about here. Let's scroll down here. This is the fire mini pit. And if you look at this right here, okay, it's outdoor, it's rugged material, stainless steel, can absorb high temperatures. Uh, the fuel fire is logs, leaves, branches. You can be kidding. No, you don't need any fuel to run this. Just natural elements. And you can, this heats itself up. It's absolutely incredible. It has heat-resilient design. I uh, absolutely love this. And you can see here what the model looks like here. There are your prices, but we have discounts. We'll get to that in a minute. Okay? And then this folds up, so it's very convenient. If you ever think that we could have a grid down, if you ever believe that you may have to bug out someday, maybe these 80,000 terrorists in the Chinese military that has been documented coming into our country, admitted to now by Senator Dick Durbin, saying, oh, we're going to put them in the military and they'll get to be citizens. Yeah, that makes me feel real comfortable. But if you ever think you're going to have to bug out for reasons like that, this is something that is invaluable. Uh, and, and I'm telling you, rice, easy to che uh, it's cheap, it's easy to collect can heat it up here you can make soup you could all kinds of really cool stuff absolutely love this product and the nice thing is is it's affordable 25 percent discount with the coupon code holiday the link is in the description box as well as other details about this product uh this is revolutionary this is good science look into it and i think you'll say yeah honey for as cheap as this is we need to have this in case all hell falls apart. Our topic, kind of related to this in one way, our topic is replacement theory is not a conspiracy theory. It's a mathematical reality. And my goodness gracious, ladies and gentlemen, I want to get into some numbers here with you. Okay, so let me get my handy dandy pad here and I'll bring this out. The Biden administration admits to eight to nine million people being allowed to come into our country, of which Christopher Ray, the FBI director, told Congress eh, many as eighty thousand could be terrorists, and we put these cities on a watch list. Thanks, government, way to keep those borders open. But eight to nine million, okay? Now, <laughs> this is the BS of it all. In the Trump administration. The standard figure for DHS and also the Border Patrol was for everyone you caught, there were six getaways. So if let's say there were 9 million, okay, and that's in less than three years, 
That means if you're using the Trump numbers, you got 54 million. That also means that um, you'll have over 70 million in the course of the Biden term. 70 million. Now, we say we have 340 million, and now we're admitting to 30 million illegals. So that's 100 million illegals. Okay. That means that almost a third of our population on these numbers that are fairly well accepted, a third of our population, roughly about 29, 30%, are illegal aliens living off of you and me. And we wonder why by the end of the year we'll have a $34 trillion deficit. Now, if you went with the short end number, the Biden administration says, ah, no, no, that Trump guy, he's wrong. There's only three getaways. Then you're down to about 60 million, roughly about 20% of the American population are illegal aliens. People are not having babies. And I'm, listen, I'm going to give you some facts and I'm not going to moralize. You listen, one of the smartest things I did, my dad thought I was a dumbass, but I knew I was going to grad school. Why do you want to major in sociology and history? Well, dad, I could teach him, which I did. Um, sociology educated me so well. I took a class as an undergrad in my junior year called Population Demographics. And I really learned the population models. And I read uh, the book by Paul Ehrlichman um, from Stanford called The Population Bomb, saying, oh, we're going to run out of resources. Society is going to fall apart by the year 2000. <clears throat> he got the idea right that society would start falling apart. MIT's come by and say, by 2040, everything is going to be in total chaos. That's the MIT model. But what they didn't factor in, well, they factored in the wrong reasons. Oh, we won't have enough food. That's bullshit. Excuse my French. But we can support from uh, 12 billion to about 14 billion people with existing food supplies. We don't have a resource problem with food and water. We have a hoarding problem. Too few people controlling too many of the resources. But this problem with the population has been known. But this problem is not the population bomb i'm going to refer to this as the depopulation bomb we have a real problem we have a real problem and i'm going to get into numbers that shrink and in the next video i'm going to get into how it's going to affect you okay i i hate to sound like i'm moralizing i really do but let's get into the matter at hand here youtube and other social media, they're filled with videos with women in their late 30s, early 40s that are saying, I can't find a man. I want a man. I want to have a child. I want a man. Whoa, whoa, whoa is me. Okay. Well, look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But that's not the case. With the advent of the sexual revolution of the 70s and women's liberation, Women were put on equal status with men. I don't have a problem with that. That's fair under the law. Should be that way under the law. But did women take it to an extreme where they forsake motherhood 
and missed out on their primary childbearing years? The answer is yes. And like I said, I'm not moralizing. I'm just saying this is a fact. And now we have women who are 40 who are regretting what they did to accomplish what they've accomplished. And then you've got men that said, I'm not putting up with this. There's two sides to this coin. And men are saying, well, you know, I'm going to get married to a woman who's not really that committed to me or to having a family. And the laws are such that if I bring more into the marriage than her, it's community property. She gets half. I've seen too many of my friends get ripped off in divorce proceedings. Women are more likely today to have affairs than they were 50 years ago. On and on and on and on it goes. So. These factors combine today to where people are not dating. You notice the young people don't even date. They go out in large groups. They sit around uh, tables in restaurants and they hardly even talk to each other. They're on their phones. And there's not the social interaction. There's not the dating. There's not the, am I going to get lucky tonight attitude as much. Although single men today say, hey, one night stands, piece of cake, don't want a long-term relationship. This is a prominent theme today, and it's kind of shocking to me because I didn't grow up in that mentality. So I'm looking at this thing, things are different, but I look at the young people in my family, and a lot of them conform right into this model and mentality. And uh, they here's, here's what we're looking at now. We went from a nation that had live births of about 2.6 per family. You need 2.1 to maintain. Now, that's an average. No one has a 0.1 kid. Well, I think some people did, and they serve in Congress, but that's another matter. So 2.1 is the average number a population needs to maintain itself. We were at 2.6 about 25, 30 years ago. And then as the full force of the women's liberation movement started, fewer women having kids, women delaying having kids later, and female fecundity, which means the potential amount of kids a woman will have in the course of her childbearing years before menopause, started to decrease dramatically. And there's a real dramatic stat out there, and I think girls need to hear this, and they have a right to make the choices, but I think they need to know this. The, the data in America now shows if a young lady gets to 30, and she's not married and doesn't have a kid, her chances of bearing a child are less than 50% now. I was stunned by this when I did the recent demographic research on this. It's absolutely incredible. Now you're saying, okay, so Dave, I understand 2.1 will maintain the population. Let me give you the worst case scenario in the industrialized modern first world countries. Italy, 1.2. In the next video, I'll get into the catastrophes that Italy has experienced that we're about ready to. Now, remember, I said we were 2.6. Were. That's the operative term. We are now 1.6. Patrick Wood, you know, of uh, Technocracy News. Patrick Wood and I had this discussion several months ago. Th this, is, this is what he had found in his research. No nation has ever come back from less than 1.8. The nation falls apart in various ways. Infrastructure, um, young people supporting old people, it falls apart. 
We're going to get into some of those dynamics, like I said, in the later video. But what I'm doing is I'm creating the notion here that we have the 1.6. You go, but America's growing, Dave. Oh, oh, yes, it is. You're wrong. Your figures are wrong. No, these are census figures. They're not wrong. The problem is being masked by immigrants. Take the Christopher Ray FBI director's estimate of 80,000 terrorists out of the equation. Take MS-13 and the cartel and the Chinese soldiers crossing the border. Take that out of the equation. What are you bringing into the country? Let me contrast it by saying, in 1975, with the fall of South Vietnam, you know who we evacuated to America? Um, Upper-level society. Politicians, professors, scientists, mathematicians. These people were brilliant. They came here. They had their enclaves. They intermarried inside their own enclave to a large degree for about a generation. And they produced the smartest group of Americans ever in American history. See, it's racist for people to deny this because that's the fact. And why do you think the anti-Asian situation came into like Harvard? I mean, the Ivy League is totally racist. Oh, if you put down your uh, your uh, Asian, you have less chance to get into an Ivy League school. And we've talked about when I was over on YouTube, I talked about that quite a bit, and I gave the data for that, and that's true. Now, that immigration to America was beneficial, was very beneficial. We increased our brain power. Do you know the average IQ in America in the last 10 years has gone down two points? They go, that's not much. Well, it went from 100, which is standard. 50% above, 50% below. It's the mean, the median, the mode. The most occurring, occurring score is 100 with the max is 200. No one has a zero IQ. Well, I'll make another snide comment here, but you get the idea. The range is zero to 200. <laughs> this is... So IQs went up in the 70s and 80s. Back when my niece graduated from high school, she was one of two students who never had a B. The other student was the son of a Vietnam Vietnamese refugee. And we had a big party afterwards and their family was there. It was fascinating to talk to the family, the older family members about their experiences. Fascinating. Uh, brilliant people are brilliant people in any society. And that was beneficial. Who are we bringing in now? Who are we bringing in now? And I'll get to the replacement theory part in just a minute. I just want you to know what's coming in. I'm not talking about the value of them as a human being. They're all children of God, worthy of our love and respect, worthy of our help. Although we can't take on this money without destroying our country. And it's just sheer numbers crushing the problem, not the quality of the individual. And see, the left will always hide by, oh, you're racist. That's why you don't want the people here. Oh, I don't mind the people coming here. But could we spread it out a little bit so we could handle the influx? Oh, that's racist. Everything's racist. Anyway, the average education level of the people coming in is between third and sixth grade. Does that sound like you're going to make the same contribution that Vietnamese refugees did in the 70s? I don't think so. 
who's going to be supporting these people when they don't speak the language, don't know the culture, don't know how the laws work, don't know how the system works? Well, you know the answer to that question. We are. We're already giving them cell phones. There's some people out there that think the cell phones are going to be what uh, initiates the uh, 80,000 terrorists to go on a wild rampage at the same time. Uh, that's another discussion for another time. But what we are looking at here are people that for 20 years will be a burden to this society and continue to lower the IQ. I'm not talking quality individual. I'm talking about what they bring to the table to contribute to a society. And they do not bring the skills requisite to successfully add to our society in terms of meaningful accomplishments, inventions, and so forth. They will be a drain on the society the same way that people who are just like them with their characteristics in our in American-born populations are a drain on the society because of that. Our prison population is going to grow because crime is often the result of what? Lack of economics. America is going to become an extremely violent nation. We're already seeing big signs of it, even though the FBI lies about the figures. Now, let's get to the replacement part of it. Let's take Trump's numbers, and I think they're the most accurate. Is immigration increasing or decreasing? The line goes like this. I just answered your question. So let's take the 100 million figure, and let's assume a linear increase. It doesn't go up or down in terms of the rate of increase. It's going up, people. So I'm being conservative. If you have 100 million come in, counting the getaways, the estimated getaways, in four years, in eight years, what do you have? 200 million. But not really. Because the birth rate for these people is 5.6 compared to 1.6 of indigenous Americans of all races. They're going to reproduce four times faster. Actually, about 3.8 times faster. So when you project this out over 20 years, you have more people than the people that were here. And now you have the death curve for an aging population of the baby boomers, of which now there's 69 million, but in 10 years, it could be 40 million. And we're looking at this, and you know what we're finding? We're being replaced. Immigrants, by far and away, in 8 to 12 years, will far outstrip the native population. And if you add to, okay, I'll just use this as one metric. Michael Yan, and also I have a source uh, on the ground. I'm not going to mention her name because I don't know if she'd get in trouble. But she's in Panama. And actually, we used to be affiliated with the same group, the Arizona Breakfast Club. Um, she and her husband live there now. And they count buses. I'll give you Michael Yan's figures. The buses coming out of the Darien Gap per day were 160 a day. White, unmarked buses, often loaded with military-aged men, and they're coming north. It's increased to 200. That's a three and a half times increase. So this 100 million figure is a gross underestimate given the exponential rise in the sheer numbers coming into America. Replacement theory. We'll get you banned from YouTube. 
if you talk about it. I'm just saying it's a matter of numbers. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's the numbers. And I go to what's your educational level? Now, back in the Industrial Revolution, I want to make this by contrast. We had 13 million people come in through Ellis Island. Most of them weren't well-educated. But the laws favored the perpetuation of America through assimilation and naturalization policies that encouraged people to become Americans. Oh, it's racist to expect that now. You want them to abandon their culture, don't you, Dave? No, my German ancestors on my dad's side fit this profile. And they had to go through certain things to become citizens. This was really so telling. They rejected criminals. They rejected the sick. We're not doing that. People walk through. They could have Ebola, for all we know. But what they did was they set up the public education system in about 1880 to 1890, Carnegie and the other industrialists. And they didn't want to make geniuses out of these people, but they realized they had to have somewhat of a working population to man the factories, which is why the industrialists were using their power in government to make sure that they had X amount of immigrants coming in to fill the factory jobs. Okay? Simple economics. They educated these people to the level of about a sixth to eighth grade education. They wanted them to be smart enough to do their job, but not so smart that they could ever challenge authority. So they didn't study people like Jonathan Edwards. Yeah, I think it's safe to say they didn't look at Plato. (laughs) They didn't look at logic and philosophy and the emerging science and psychology. They didn't look at any of that. Math, a little basic science, how to speak the language, how to write the language so you can communicate effectively at work. And that was the sole purpose. What are we getting today? Is there any assimilation? The answer is no and hell no. Is there any naturalization? Do they have to pass, like my ancestors did, a test on American history and American government and show some level of English proficiency before they can become a citizen after a seven-year naturalization period? In other words, we got to get you used to being here. We'll give you certain rights. We'll give you a green card to get a job. But you got limitations, and no, you can't vote. No, you might taint our elections. (laughs) Is your mind racing right now in what I'm telling you? There is no attempt to assimilate these people. There's no attempt to indoctrinate them with regard to the Constitution, our history, the Declaration of Independence. There's nothing. Speak your language. We don't care. We'll put everything in dominant language is Spanish. Sooner it'll be Chinese. We'll have to have Chinese as a third language. Press one for Spanish. Press two for Chinese, and if you have the time, press three for English. And this is where we're headed. Uneducated, unassimilated people that don't know their rights, and you know why? They don't have to know their rights. They don't have to be educated because AI is going to keep them, many of them from having jobs. Their purpose is to be here to shift politics in an election, to create mayhem to further add to the destruction of this country, 
bankrupt the hospitals with the free medical they get that you and I don't get. Isn't that interesting? We support this country, and yet we pay an arm and a leg to get medical care, and they walk in and get emergency room care for the flu. And no, I don't think we should allow them to die and deny them all care. But we are insane the way we're going about this. And it's deliberate, it's intentional, and the minions that run our country are controlled by globalists that need to bring America down so they can create a world government. You can't have America being strong and powerful, free and independent, because they won't accept a global dictatorship with smart cities, 15-minute cities, CBDC. See, these people that are coming in won't even have the slightest idea what you're talking about. Probably about 10 to 15% of Americans understand what I just said. We're being phased out. Now, is it white people? Yes and no. There's a definite anti-white racist prejudice coming out of our government now. Would you not agree? And it's perpetuated by the mainstream media. And if you look in the sitcoms, white people are basically shown to be morally degenerate. Um, country's morally degenerate. Um, uneducated, stupid, bumbling fools who are self-absorbed and just kind of drift through life until they die. That's, I don't watch TV anymore, but I mean, that's the gist of what I get. And occasionally I'll watch a show to see if that's still there. The American man's a total wimp. He's been wimpified. And even the way we play football. You think this is an accident? When I played football, and with a position I played on defense, and I wasn't that big, but I loved to hit people, and I understood leverage. And if and I played strong safety, and if a tight end crossed my face, I'd deliver what my coach used to call a slobber knocker. <laughs> I'd blindside that guy so hard. Today, you get thrown out of the game. You're targeting. That was standard football at that time. If you went over the middle, and I was a receiver until our quarterback got hurt, but if you go over the middle and catch a pass, you could expect to get the hell knocked out of you. And you had to protect yourself. And oftentimes, if you had to stretch out, you were going to the ground as fast as you could because you knew the hit was coming. And it would be a bad hit, and you're fully exposed because you're stretched. That was football. Today, you can't even touch the quarterback. I saw a guy the other day in an NFL game. The quarterback was sliding, and you can't touch him when he goes into a slide. This guy was coming to hit the quarterback, couldn't pull up in time, so he jumped over him and nicked him with a knee. Nicked him. Barely touched him. 15-yard personal foul. Classifying football. Total sissification of our society. Used to be when you played basketball, used to be able to hand-check people. Okay, get real physical. Today, can't do it. Used to be in the NBA, you'd have a, a, a couple fights in the NBA every week. Today, if you get into a fight or you punch somebody, you have to go through three weeks of counseling and lose tens of thousands of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars off your salary. And I'm not advocating for fighting in basketball, but what I'm saying is it used to be able to throw it, guys. Guy hits a home run on you. The next batter, we're moving him off the plate so he can't do it. So we're coming in high and tight at his head. And he better get the hell out of the way, and he probably knows it's coming. Today, you're out of here. And what I'm saying to you is we have sissified men. Now, replacement theory. 
is it designed to replace whites? Yes and no. Whites, you're terrible. You're racist. CRT. Oh, you're the problem. You, you, if you're white, you're a colonizer. If you're, I've never colonized anything in my life. I pay rent. How can I be a colonizer? You're a colonizer. Okay, and you're a racist, and you're the reason society screwed up. And whatever money you make, you should have to pay reparations. That's the rhetoric that's directed towards white people. Now, I said yes and no to the answer to that question. Uh, replacement theory, um, excuse me, if you're a native-born American, I don't care if you're Native American, if you're African American, if you're Hispanic, if you're Asian American, doesn't matter. If you're American at all, you're targeted to lose control of this country. And you've met your replacements. The numbers don't lie, people. And when you look at the surrounding media rhetoric and the propaganda BS that we have to endure every day, I'm so sick. I, I can't watch the news because it all ends up back. White boy, you are a racist. <laughs> you know, I hate to say this. My best friend, and okay, you know, those stupid stories. But of my four closest friends, two of them ain't white. And I'll just leave it at that. Two of them are not white. And I'm not unique. I'm not unique. We like people that we like. And most of us don't have time to be racist. But all these things are coming into play to have the replacements come in and take over. Now, what will the globalists do with them? Well, first of all, we're depopulating like crazy. I'll cover that in the next video. We are depopulating this planet like nuts. And you go, no, Dave, we're going up to 8 million. We reached 8 million. We're going to go to 9.6 million. Don't you read? Wait until I give you the numbers. Wait until I give you the numbers. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what we call a managed society. Your decline is being managed. Your economy is being systematically destroyed. What's the one thing that destroys an economy faster than anything else? When the government prints and spends more money than it has. We're going crazy with this. And it's intentional. Now, your politicians, they're fine with it. They're making money, insider trading. This is how you get them on your side. Campaign donations, it turns into yacht vacations. We've been totally betrayed, totally betrayed. And this is why I like the Toss the Mall movement. We know what we get with the Democrats. You get Bolshevik communism. You get Rashid Tlaib, who hates America. You get people like LeBron James, who won't even stand for the, the national anthem, total disrespecting of our country. The country that made him a billionaire, he totally disrespects. I've had enough. And I hope that you do some research on this and stay tuned for two more presentations I'm going to make on population changes and how it's going to dramatically change your life. And this is really bad. And there's something in there for everybody. I don't care what age you are. I don't care what race you are. If you're native-born American... You are an endangered species. And the American people 
fit the definition of an endangered species now. I'll get into that as well, too. Thank you for joining us. God bless all of you. Check us out at thecommonsenseshow.tv for the best in investigative reporting, uh, where we break down the new issues of the day with in-depth documentaries with experts and help you form a path to help you get through this. The Common Sense Show.tv getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms.